Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. I'm Maddie Cassidy. And I'm Elise Avalon. And returning champion, release, release, Woo-hoo. Elise Avalon is <laughs> back with us today because we are going to be highlighting something that she did recently. But before we talk about that, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen so you can get every new episode directly downloaded onto your device as soon as they become available. We are on Twitter at AquademiaPod. Please give us a follow. If you want to contact us for any reason, sponsorship, you have topic ideas, you want to be a guest on the show, fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. And if you like what we're doing with Aquademia, then feel free to leave us a rating and review on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. That's right. Before we get into uh, this, Elise, how's it going? Welcome back. Good. Good. Thanks for having me. So for anyone who doesn't know uh, Elise, who she's been on the show before, but if you haven't heard her past episodes, Elise is the certification marketing manager and she is here to talk or she joined us because we're going to be listening to a webinar that she gave recently. And so we're going to listen to a recording of that webinar because it's really interesting. But I want to have her give a little intro of kind of what this webinar was about, why we did it, and um, just kind of a little background information. Behind the scenes scoop. <laughs> sure. So last year, which if you've listened to Aquademia before, you might have heard me already talk about this. But last year for National Seafood Month, which is October in the U.S., we conducted our first consumer-facing marketing campaign. And so the webinar that we conducted this week was to talk about the results from that campaign and also some of the campaigns that we're going to be doing this year uh, that are B2C, basically. Yeah. So it's cool because it, it's a very specific topic, obviously, because it's like our campaign around BAP. And we, you know, we try not to focus too heavily on just BAP stuff on the podcast. But I think we decided to share this, the results of this campaign uh, and Elise's full presentation, because it, there's a lot of interesting insight into kind of marketing within the industry as a whole and kind of how you can use social media in different ways and, and what has been effective for us and could be effective for you. So um, I think it was really cool. There was a great turnout. We had a lot of people show up, a lot of good questions. The full recording of the webinar with the video and everything, you can see the slideshow and everything is available online, but... We'll link to it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. But um, this is just the audio of Elise's presentation. Uh, we don't include the question answer session at the end. And I just want to give out a shout, a shout out to you, Elise, because I feel like you did such a great job of showing some really interesting information, like bringing that across in an approachable way, but also giving actionable steps that people can take to use what we learned from this campaign and apply it to all of their own marketing campaigns, whether that be for seafood or otherwise. So great job. Yeah, we're starting off the year with a lot of um, marketing, specifically social media discussions around here, which is kind of interesting. It's just kind of how it's fallen. But um, please enjoy this presentation that Elise did uh, pre-recorded. And if you want to get in contact with her, what's the best way for people to do that, Elise? Uh, They can reach out to me via email and we'll throw my email in there too. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, If this does spark any questions for you, if you want to watch the video, make sure you check out those show notes. So with that, please enjoy this presentation by Elise and we'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. 
our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Hi, everyone, and thank you for attending today. I'm Elise Avalon. I'm the Manager of Certification Marketing at the Global Seafood Alliance. And today I'll be talking about the results from our first consumer-facing campaign that we conducted in October for National Seafood Month last year. And just a note that we will be sending a recording of this webinar to all registrants, so you can expect to see that in your inbox within the next week or so. So this is what's on the agenda for the webinar today, and we will leave some time at the end of the presentation for questions. So if you think of some as I'm going through the slides, please just put those in the chat and I'll do my best to answer them at the end. So I want to start by talking about our objectives for the campaign. Our three main objectives were to educate consumers about responsibly farmed seafood and what the BAP label means. Uh, to build confidence in products and retailers who use and promote the BAP label, and of course to ultimately drive sales of seafood from BAP certified producers during National Seafood Month and beyond. And for this first campaign, we focused on the United States, as you can find BAP products in most grocery stores across the country. So our main call to action of look for the label is something that people could do regardless of where they're located. For our target audience, we focused on millennials. Millennials have major buying power, and they're also the fastest growing demographic of seafood consumers. And through market research, we found that they have the highest recognition of the BAP label. And we also found that about half already purchase seafood and eat it at least occasionally. And half also said that the BAP label makes them think more positively of their retailer. And just a note that the research that I'm alluding to was conducted in 2021 and 3,000 U.S. consumers were surveyed. The campaign theme that we chose was Healthy Fish, Healthy Planet, Healthy You. And we chose this theme because health obviously is a main reason that people choose to eat seafood. And it speaks to the four pillars of the BAP program, which are environmental responsibility, social accountability, food safety, and animal welfare. And for our campaign graphics, we really wanted a design that was clean and made the food the hero and spoke to those three elements of the campaign theme. Um, and we also provided supplemental messaging for each element of the theme in our campaign toolkit. So these are the tactics that we used for the campaign. For content creation, we developed new messaging. Uh, we created a toolkit, as I just said, with new assets. And we also created a new consumer-facing website. And on social media, we launched a campaign using the hashtag AreYouAquacultured, which I'll talk more about. We also worked with five influencers who created recipes using BAP Seafood. And this was also the first time that we worked with a PR agency who developed a media list and pitches for consumer-facing media outlets. And eight retail and food service companies participated in the campaign, and I'll speak to some of the ways that they participated in a little bit. 
As part of our campaign toolkit, we created a variety of assets, including point of sale materials for in-store, digital assets, graphics for social media, like these recipe carousels and GIFs. And we also created a video animation that explains what the BAP label means. We also had a recipe developer create six recipes that live on our consumer website. And just a side note, if you're interested in accessing these materials, we do have an evergreen version of this toolkit available on the BAP website that you can access on the resources page. And that's on our BAPcertification.org website. So as I said, we launched a consumer-facing website uh, last summer, and we really felt like our BAPcertification.org website was too B2B and technical for this consumer audience, so we really needed a place that consumers could go to learn more about the program, find recipes, learn about the nutritional benefits of seafood, and also just more about aquaculture in general. And you can access it via that URL, BAP.globalseafood.org, and it will be continuously updated with new content. So we're encouraging our retail and food service endorsers, as well as certified producers, to link to this site, especially if they have pages that are more consumer-facing. Now I want to talk about the results of the campaign. So as I mentioned earlier, we worked with a PR agency that was pitching stories to consumer-facing media outlets, outlets and I think the results of this piece of the campaign really speak for themselves. Um, just looking at the September 15th to November 15th period, we had a reach of $7.3 billion for the articles that BAP was mentioned in, which was a total of 1,000 media mentions. And just comparing this to the same time period in 2021, we saw a 160% increase in media mentions, which you can see on those charts there. And the blue bars represent article count and the yellow line is reach. And so we're really pleased with these results and PR is something that we want to continue to invest in moving forward. These are a few examples of the media stories that BAP was mentioned in. There was an article published by Food Tank about the campaign and the consumer facing website. Uh, Steve Headland, our communications and events manager, was interviewed live on Good Day Seattle about BAP and the push for responsible seafood practices, which was exciting. <laughs> and the Washington Post published an article about how to buy shrimp that Steve was also quoted in. And we also had Mia Sin, who is a registered dietitian, speak on multiple TV segments about healthy eating that featured products from BAP certified producers and talked about what the BAP label means. So shortly after we launched our consumer-facing website, we launched a campaign on social media, as I said, using the hashtag AreYouAquacultured, with the goal of educating consumers about the BAP program, sharing recipes, nutritional information, and just general facts about aquaculture. And from when we launched that campaign to mid-November, we had a reach of about a million on social media, and we plan to continue to use this hashtag uh, throughout the year this year with our more educational content. So I want to give some examples of some of our top posts. So these were a few of our top performing posts on Facebook. And as you can see, they're all beautiful photos of recipes, which didn't really come as a surprise to me. I think we all love looking at beautiful food photography. <laughs> 
There's a shrimp ceviche recipe. There's shrimp scampi, a deviled eggs recipe with salmon and a post about oysters. And you'll see on this next slide that we had similar results uh, on Instagram. Again, beautiful food photography. We have a mussels photo that we paired with some nutritional information, a salmon avocado toast recipe, a collaboration post we did with Regal Springs Europe, and a post about mussels. So you can see that there's a, a clear trend here with the content that people interacted with. For influencers, we specifically found people located in the same geographic regions as some of the companies that participated in the campaign, and we asked each of them to create recipes using BAP Seafood that came from one of those participating retailers. And so they created these recipes, and, and they tagged both BAP and the retailer in their post on Instagram. And in total, we had three shrimp recipes and two salmon recipes, and collectively, they had 338,000 impressions. These are the companies that participated in the campaign, and they did so in a variety of ways, which I'll talk about. And I just want to say thank you to these folks for their participation. They really helped us you know, increase the reach of the campaign and, and made an effort to educate their customers about BAP. So now I'll share a few ways that some of these companies participated. So Cub is a retailer located in Minnesota and Illinois, and they shared content about the campaign on 12 of their web pages, including making four of our recipes shoppable on their website. They also shared recipes on their Facebook and Instagram accounts and via placements in their coupon emails, which are their best performing emails. And they also worked with one of the influencers who created a panko crusted salmon recipe. Giant Eagle is another company that participated in the campaign. They have more than 200 locations in the U.S. and they posted on social media and they also created their own video about BAP uh, that they showed in select stores as well as featured in their October newsletter with content about why you should look for the label. And they also worked with an influencer who created a delicious uh, citrus shrimp salad recipe. Secret Island is Simones Austral's direct-to-consumer salmon brand, and they're four-star BAP certified. And last year, they launched a new product line with Atlantic salmon portions, uh, salmon burgers, salmon bacon, a variety of products. And as part of the campaign, they launched a whole ad series with the BAP label and participated in our Are You Aquacultured campaign. Um, and they also launched a new website with a page dedicated to BAP and explains uh, what the BAP label means. And their products were also featured in the segments that I talked about earlier with dietitian Mia Sin, uh, and she also posted about their products on her Instagram as well. And then the last example I'll talk about is Winco Foods. They have more than 130 locations in the U.S., and they participated by posting on social media. They also updated messaging on their website about responsible seafood, and they also worked with an influencer who created a honey walnut shrimp recipe. And what was great is that she also showed herself going into the store and picking up the product.
So I want to talk about some key takeaways from this campaign that we are keeping in mind going forward. Uh, the first is that PR pays off, especially when you know one of our main goals was to increase brand awareness. I really think PR was a tactic that was necessary. And as I said, it's something that we want to continue to invest in. Second is that, as I said, our recipe content performed best, which again was not surprising to me. I think food photography is something we all love looking at. And uh, this year we plan to continue to develop our own recipes. And we also want to share more recipe content from our certified producers because they have that content and it's really a win-win. We get to highlight them on our channels and the good work that they're doing. And we get to share a delicious recipe. Third is that we've received feedback from some folks that want to see more content that highlights the people behind the products. People want to know who's producing the products they're buying. What does a fish farm look like? What does a fish farmer look like? <laughs> this is the kind of content that we want to share more of. And to the certified producers that are listening right now and want to get involved, please reach out to me. Fourth is that more lifestyle content is needed. And an example of that would be, as I said, that influencer who showed herself going into the store, picking up the product, showing the label on the packaging, and then showing herself cooking it at home. It's really that type of authentic content that resonates with people. And it's less about creating that perfect, beautiful looking plate and more about creating approachable recipes that people can actually cook themselves. And that kind of ties into number five, which is that people want to follow influencers that they can genuinely relate to. And I think we're seeing a shift away from brands using celebrity influencers, and it's more about using influencers that are relatable. And then lastly is, you know, there's always going to be work that needs to be done to combat misinformation about aquaculture. And this this part is anecdotal, but I really believe that attitudes towards farmed seafood have improved. And one thing that we make an effort to post about with our content is also the fact that we need both wild and farmed seafood. It's not about wild versus farmed. It's about how we need both uh, for a more sustainable food system. So now I want to talk about our plans for campaigns this year. We're planning three campaigns, one in March for Nutrition Month, one in June for Oceans Month, and then one again in October for Seafood Month. So for March, we really want to focus on the nutritional benefits of seafood, include tips from dietitians, and also, you know, the benefits of eating seafood at least twice a week. And in June, we want to focus more on content that explains why seafood is an environmentally conscious option, as well as highlight our certified producers and show consumers that behind-the-scenes content that I talked about of how responsible seafood gets to your plate. And then October will be our biggest promotional period. And again, we plan to release a toolkit with uh, different assets for folks who want to get involved. And then lastly, I wanted to introduce our theme for Nutrition Month, which is Sustained by Seafood. And we chose this theme because we feel that it speaks to how seafood sustains your health and provides sustenance. And it also alludes to how the oceans sustain us. And it encompasses all seafood. So it's, it's not just about farmed or wild. Um, and again, if you're looking to get involved, I have my contact information on this next slide here. Um, and now we can open it up to questions. So again, if you have any, please just put them in the chat and we'll do our best to answer them. Thank you.
folks, that was Elisa's presentation on the results from her marketing campaign from last October 2022. Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it sparked some new ideas for what you can do with your marketing within the industry. Remember, if you haven't yet, to please subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen so every new episode gets automatically downloaded onto your device as soon as it's available. Follow us on Twitter, at AquademiaPod. If you want to contact us for any reason, do you want to be on the show? Do you have topic suggestions? Want to sponsor the podcast? For whatever reason, we do have an online form, which is located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. And if you liked this episode, then leave us a rating and review with how amazing this episode was on whichever podcast platform you listen on. And of course, if you like what we do and you want to be more involved with some of the work we do here at the Global Seafood Alliance, you may want to consider becoming a member. You can get all the information about that program at globalseafood.org slash membership. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye.